Tonight, as we continue our study in 1 John, we're going to, uh, we're actually in chapter number 3, still. And uh, Lord willing, we may make it out of 1 John before the end of the year. Alright? Some of y'all don't find that very funny, but that'll be alright. You'll be alright. <laughs> Tonight, though, as we, uh, as we move on, I pray that you've been able to see the, the uh, freedom in Christ, the love of Christ. Boy, it just pours out of these passages of Scripture. And, uh, and I pray that it sink down deep in us that not only we, um, we love the Lord, but we truly learn how to love each other. Amen? Listen, I need that. I know you need that, all right? We can all admit that tonight. We need to learn how to love people better, better, and even more. Amen? 1 John chapter number 3. We're going to be diving in specifically to verse number 12 and 13 uh, tonight. So if you have found your places there, uh, verse number 12. I'm actually going to, let's see here. I'm going to go back to verse number 11, and we'll read verses 11, 12, and 13. It says this, For this is the message that ye have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of that uh, wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. All right? And you say, where's all the depth at tonight in that? Well, we're going to dive in and find it. Amen? How many of you know there's a word in the word? Amen. It's a living word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I do pray, God, over God, as we stand before your word, God, and we've got your word open. God, I pray you give us clarity of thought tonight, dear God, to be able to receive, God, what you've got for us. God, again, I thank you for your word. I pray it become alive, God. We know it's living, but God, I pray it be alive in us tonight. And God, I pray that you bless as only you can. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. So the title tonight is Love One Another in Deed and in Truth. All right? Now here's the ticket. You cannot love one another. You cannot love another person unless the love of God is in you. All right? So uh, what are you saying on Wednesday night? I'm saying on Wednesday night with everybody who probably has a profession of salvation, I'm telling you tonight, if you're not saved, the love of God is not in you, and you cannot love one another, all right? So first things first, all right? I was just thinking back to uh, marriage counseling, and when I meet with folks that want to get married, the first thing I start with, believe it or not, is... Love, that's good. Yeah, love is important, ain't it? Love is important. I begin with salvation. I begin with salvation. Because they cannot love each other if the love of God is not in them. All right? They can lust after one another. We better not go there tonight. We can go a lot of places with that. We better not go there tonight. But to love one another, the love of Christ must be in you. Amen? So we must start. Everything starts at salvation. All right? Everything starts at salvation. So love one another in deed and in truth. And I ask you tonight, who is truth? Y'all didn't know this was participation night, did you? Huh? Jesus is truth, isn't he? 
His word is truth. He is His word, right? John 1, right? We can go right there to the book in John 1. He's the word. He is truth. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Did He not? Amen. That's what He is, right? And so when we're loving Him, when we're loving one another, we're to love in deed. What is deed? Well, that's our actions, right? That's our actions. And we're to the love in truth. What does that mean? we got to love Christ. Right? We've got to be Christ-like. We've got to be Christ-led, right? And how are we Christ-led? By being led by the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. What does that mean? That means that the people that you don't love... No, y'all just got it wrong. Look at there. Huh? If, hey, if Christ is in you, you are to love everybody. Right? Now, what gets hard is, is that it's hard to love everybody. We've talked about this before because it's all in this book. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to love everybody. Some people make it hard to love them, right? Some people, matter of fact, they instigate it to see if you won't love them, right? Come on now. And if we were going off of our flesh, we couldn't love them. But if the Holy Spirit of God's in control and the love of God is in us, then guess who makes it possible? God does. God does. Love Him indeed. That means in our actions. Uh, our actions should reflect that Christ is in us, that His love is in us, His love is pouring out of us, and it's reaching other people. Listen, uh, tonight, if that's not happening in your life, I want you to examine yourself, all right? God calls us to examine ourselves. If we came in with a bad attitude tonight, what caused that bad attitude, right? Jesus didn't cause it. Come on. Right? God wants you to be happy. Matter of fact, He wants you to be more than happy. He wants you to have joy, right? Joy unspeakable. All right? So if we're not loving people, then what is in the way of doing that? But the first thing's first. We need to be God-like and Christ-like. That's the way we've got to love people. I ask you this. One of the, uh, one of the greatest descriptions of how Jesus loved us was unselfishly. What do you mean? Well, we have no idea what it's like to be Jesus, but I can tell you this. He left glory that you and I might be saved to be mocked, to be spit upon, to be beaten, and then to carry His cross and then die on it. I, I don't know how much more unselfish that could be. The truth is, it couldn't be, right? He was ultimately unselfish how he loved us what great love for us i was thinking today going back over this and uh a few weeks ago on sunday morning we were looking at peter and his denial and you get to verses at luke 22 and you get to verses 32 33 34 there and uh and you get in that area there and everybody knows that christ looks back after the cock crows and he looks right at Peter, and Peter's looking at Jesus, right? Everybody with me? And Jesus is looking there at Peter. And a lot of people say, well, man, I mean, Peter just should have just fell on the floor and just, or should have just killed himself or went crazy or something like that. You know what I believe Peter saw was a look of compassion. See, we don't know what that word is today's time. I mean, really, we have no compassion on people. I mean, really. Let's be honest. 
Some of y'all saying, I did good deeds all day long. I was loving people all day long. We're quick to judge. We're quick to judge. But I think Peter, when he looked at the face of Jesus, and there is Jesus, you realize at this point in time, Jesus has been slapped, literally slapped in the face. He's been drug up there. Fake trials, really. We talk about fake news, fake trials, amen? What a mockery that was taking place. And he looks there at Peter. I believe Peter saw a face of compassion. One of love. Why is that? Because Jesus had told him before that when, hey, when you get to the other side of that, when you get through with that, guess what? I'm still going to be there to love you. Hmm? I'm still going to be there. And it's going to be a testimony. Go tell. Hey, it's going to be a testimony to the brethren. Think about that tonight. Christ's love for us. What That ought to be a love that guides us in every decision we make and everything that we do. Now, none of us are perfect tonight, so there's times that, hey, we don't mess up. We make a bad decision. Right? But yet Christ is there. And He loves us and He cares for us. Look at the reference that's uh, made here. In uh, verse number 12, well, verse number 11 says, For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Think about this jealousy that gets stirred up. It was jealousy that stirred Cain up, and envy that lured him on. Think about that tonight. Jealousy and envy. What are we seeing? We're seeing a contrast. Y'all see that tonight? We're seeing a contrast. That is not the love that, uh, that's not love at all, all right? That's not love at all. And jealousy, boy, jealousy can drag us down. Think about this tonight. Song of Solomon 8.6 says this, Set me a seal upon thine heart as a seal upon thine arm, for love is as, as, is as strong as death, jealousy as cruel as the grave. Do you know how many boy lives have been ruined over jealousy? How many lives have been ruined over envy? One of the best analogies of jealousy in the, within the church, and many of you are looking tonight like, jealousy within the church? What in the world? Huh? Oh, don't think the church is exempt from jealousy and envy and all those things. Why? Because there's imperfect people that make up the church. We forget that. It's not the walls. It's not these screens. That ain't the church. It's sanctuary. Right? But you and I, we're the church tonight, and we're not perfect. And so we have to deal with these things. But when you think about jealousy, think about uh, this scenario. Uh, every one of us that's a saved, born-again child of God, we've been gifted, right? God's gifted us for a work, right? Because you're a part of the body. You're a member of the body, right? How many times does He gift multiple people with the same gift? Maybe in a different way, but it's the same gift, right? Preaching, teaching, singing. Piano, drums, choir, we got to go on, ushers, greeters, bathroom cleaners. I don't know, all right? 
But how many times does he give people with the same gift within the church? And uh, you're gifted in a certain area. You're doing a certain position in the church as ministry. And somebody else is doing the same one. And you look over and you say, well, so-and-so is really getting a good pat on the back for that. Man, I haven't gotten my back patted. Or they're getting told how good they're doing. We can all pretend like this stuff doesn't happen in churches, but it does. Hmm? And we can all admit tonight that we're human and that we battle the flesh, right? And everybody likes a good pat on the back and everybody likes a feel good, man, that was really great, right? And we can all say that we don't compare ourselves to other people, but how many times do we find ourselves there? Hmm? It's true. It's true whether we want to admit it or not. And what can happen is, is what creeps in is jealousy. Many times what creeps in is jealousy if we allow it to. And then it turns to envy. And when you're jealous of somebody and when you've got envy towards somebody, guess when your eyes are on that person and when your eyes are on that circumstance, your eyes are not on Christ. That's the reality. Right? And how can the love of God flow out of you if you're too busy being jealous of what somebody else is doing and maybe getting applauded for, I don't know. Lord, help us not to applaud each other, but to give thanks unto God. Right? Yes. Jealousy may arise. What does it say we got to do? Examine it and check it. You know? When that little thing creeps up and you're like, you know what? Boy, she sang that song. And that's my song. Now y'all thinking, who is her? I don't know. I'm just, I don't even know. I'm just saying that because I don't sing, you know. You know that's my song. I don't know what they're doing up there singing my song. And then people are going to like it. Huh? And the last time you checked, we was doing this for the Lord. Ooh. Hmm? We have to be so careful. Of our walk. We have to be so careful in everything that we do and what we allow in our, boy, what we allow into these ears and what we allow into these eyes, but most importantly, what we allow into our heart. You know that? Because it's easy. It's easy to feel those things. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about that that, that would be going on here, but I'm telling you, it can go on anywhere. And the devil loves to use that. He loves to, boy, he loves to run with that. Because I can tell you this, if he finds out that you got a problem with that, guess what he's going to put in your, well, what, guess he's going to put before you. Well, he's going to ride you with that thing, right? He is going to ride you with that thing. And that's why we must constantly, constantly be examining our life, examining where we are with God, being right with God at all times, you know? Living righteous. Yes, you say you can't do it. I'd beg to differ. <laughs> I didn't say perfect, but you can be right with God. You can be right with God. We must do those things. We must examine our hearts. We must realize that jealousy is real. And I'm sure that everybody in the sanctuary tonight could say that there's been a point in time in their life when they were jealous of something else. You don't have to look at me and agree. It's okay. I know we're more alike than we are not alike. All right? That's just real. 
I didn't say we had to give examples, all right? But look, at, look tonight in verse number 12. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew him? Because his own works were evil. Cain's works were evil, period. And the reality is he basically founded the first false religion. Think about that tonight. You say, what are you, wait, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Why? I'm saying that tonight because it was based on works. It was based on works. It was based on self-effort. It was based on human merit. Think about that tonight. Think about uh, Abel. What was so important that constituted Abel righteous. How about that he lived by faith, that he looked at Calvary. Hey, he might have not known everything that was going to take place, but, his, but what he offered was correct. Salvation upon the shed blood of an atoning sacrifice. And I've had people tell me, listen, it was nothing about the blood at that time. Can I tell you it was everything about the blood at that time? If it wasn't, the other would have been accepted. Think about that. All throughout the Word of God, we're told the importance of the blood. And so many people want to remove that in today's time. So many people want to, boy, just uh, pass that off when it matters. The blood matters. The shedding of blood matters. And it's for this reason that we see verse number 13. The truth is the world hates the child of God. And that sounds bold and that sounds harsh, but it's a reality. And the problem isn't us saying that there's a God. The, point, uh, the, 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 the problem with us saying is that Christ came and shed His blood and salvation is through Him alone. That's where the problem is. And why is that? Because that's truth. Because that's truth. You see, Satan himself, since the very fall, what has he been up against? He's tried to be like God. And so he hates the truth of God. That's where the attack lies. So many times we're battling a battle not realizing who we're really facing. Who many times is trying to use us. Satan hating the truth is the inventor of false religion. Based on works. Based on works. Why is that? Because of the truth. Because of the truth. For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's truth. But what would the devil love for every person on this planet to do? To think that they can work themselves to heaven. To work themselves to heaven. And how many, how many already have passed by for years upon years upon years, take it all the way back, that have died trying to work their self to glory? When Jesus Himself has done it all. Has done it all. But that's who He is, isn't He? The devil is a deceiver. He is a liar. Right? Right? It was the idea of this false religion of works that was truly at the root of Cain's hatred for his brother. It started in the heart and it moved to the hands. Murder. Murder. 
And the reality is tonight, and this may be up on the slide for you guys, Jesus wasn't hated because he did miracles. Jesus wasn't hated because he fed the hungry. <laughs> he wasn't hated because he healed the sick or even cleansed the leper. He was hated because he told the truth. He was hated because he is the truth. And that's the truth. So tonight, if we really want to love people, if we really want to learn how to love each other, we don't need man's theories or man's ideas. We just need the love of God. We need the truth. We need the truth. Boy, if we'd reach people and just give them the truth. The truth. I want to leave you with this scripture verse tonight. John 15, 18 through 19. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. You know what we need to learn to do? Learn to realize who's around us and what's really going on. Because, folks, then we wouldn't get caught up in the jealousy. We wouldn't get caught up in the lies of the devil. And you know what would happen? We'd let love rule. And not only would love rule, but people would want what we've got. They would want what we've got. I ask you tonight as we pray and examine our hearts, ask yourself this question. Is there anybody that really wants what I got? Is there anybody that wants what I got? Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you for this day that you've given us, God. God, I, I thank you for Wednesday night, God. I thank you for what it means that we can come and, and, God, worship you in song. But, God, not only worship you in song, but, God, we can lift up our praises to you. God, I love Wednesday night, God, as we get testimony after testimony of what you're doing in the lives of your people. God, what a blessing it is to hear of answered prayer. God, to see you show up in big ways. You're a big God because you're the God. God, I thank you that you're, God, you hear every prayer request. God, you hear every concern. And God, when our, our burdens are so strong on our heart, God, we can't even get the words out. God, you know. And God, I thank you for that. And God, tonight again, I thank you for your word. God, your word that's true. God, your word that's faithful, that's everlasting. God, I thank you that you gave us your word. God, I ask now that, God, tonight as we've examined our hearts, God, God, that you show us how to love people. God, I know we love people, but God, that we love people more. God, that we be ready to... God, at a moment's notice, God, love them rather than hate. And God, love them rather than turn a nose to them. God, love them. God, rather than see people in their sin. God, I pray that your love be so strong, God, in us. And I don't mean, God, that we're going to get any more love. I know we've gotten all that love. But God, I pray we surrender to it. 
God, that people see it. And God, people desire what you've put in us. Lord, I love you. I thank you and I praise you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.